so much great Advertising Week content, so little time. Snackable AI is now helping you navigate podcasts like this one, event sessions, and other content with chapters, topic tags, and more. Find the insights that matter to you faster than ever before. Learn more at snackable.ai. On today's episode of the AW360 podcast, we speak with Lon Shulkin, CEO at BAM Strategy. Lon discusses how BAM measures the impact of using empathy to market to consumers, the digitization of brands, the common challenges their clients are trying to overcome, and what he calls curiosity. I hope you enjoy this episode. Lon Shulkin, welcome to the AW360 podcast. I'm pleased to have you on today. Thanks so much for having me. You're CEO at BAM Strategy. Tell us a little bit about BAM Strategy and what you do there. Great. Thanks. Um, so BAM has been uh, around for about 20, a little bit over 25 years. Uh, we were founded in the early digital days and and became um, a company really focused on doing whatever we could at the beginning. Uh, did some websites. Eventually, as we started getting sort of bigger clients and 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 more well-known clients, uh, we really transformed into becoming what we are today, which is very much a digital experience agency. So we help clients uh, really connect with with customers and build experiences that are actually going to add cust- uh, value to those customers' lives. And uh, we're pretty focused on on. Uh, larger brands, so on enterprise clients that that you'd be familiar with, companies like Pepsi and Reckitt uh, are some of our bigger clients, and uh, you know we've been growing pretty quickly and uh, having a good time doing it. Amazing. And what are some of the common challenges that your clients are trying to overcome today, particularly post pandemic? I think the biggest challenge it's it's a challenge we've all learned about since marketing 101 it's still really understanding who that customer is and connecting with them directly i think especially for our clients who are largely consumer packaged goods or healthcare clients very focused on 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 wellness of their their customers they have found especially as as um, there's more challenges to to target people directly that they really get the most value out of connecting directly with a customer. And so they need to invest in building a relationship with those customers. And that's really, you know, where we've seen the most of our growth is helping our customers identify the right people um, and really connect with them in ways that we've never been able to connect with them before. Um, Yes, we use tools like email and and social media and websites, but we're really trying to get to the DNA of what our customer actually wants and needs. And then we have to really go build that. So it could be a video that helps them cook a meal or take care of a baby or an article that we write from, from an expert or even something live that we will host to actually support them in their lives. And if we, we, we know that if we support them in their lives, they'll actually uh, build that brand loyalty that we're looking for and, and eventually buy from us. And that's really the key to, to how we operate. Sounds like a pretty consumer-centric, people-first approach. Is that sort of a newer thing that you're doing, or has that been part of the, the BAM DNA all along? 
So it's interesting. I mean, it's BAM DNA. We actually repositioned ourselves. I think this always existed. And I said, marketing 101. I mean, we always wanted to know the right place, the right time. Those are really marketing basics. But I think uh, advertising specifically got a little bit carried away with itself um, and started saying that if we can, you know, put up billboards in, in Times Square, that was going to be the right place at the right time. And the more we can sort of flash in front of someone's face. And if you remember the early days of the web, everything was actually flashing and trying to get people's attention. <laughs> what we've realized, and it comes from BAM's actually internal DNA, that one of the things that made us most successful over the last 25 plus years is how we connected and customized and personalized the experience for our employees and, and our customers. So not necessarily end consumer, but we realized when we asked people what they loved about BAM, it was always the fact that we were just easy to work with and we understood what they needed. And about five years ago, we, I guess the light bulb went off. We were always doing these things for customers, but we realized that we actually need to work with our customers to treat the consumer, the end buyer in the same way. And instead of trying to advertise and put flashy things in front of them, actually figure out where we could add value to them. And so I think we've been doing it probably for 20 years. It is marketing, but um, really realized why we were doing it and what we were doing, um, you know, in the last five to 10 years and really trying to get towards that personalization so that we could create a relationship with, with one customer at a time. It sounds like BAM was actually quite ahead of the curve without even maybe realizing that you were, you know, these days it feels like consumers more and more want brands to be more representative of their values, just as an example. How have you at BAM worked with brands to kind of help bring that out from them? I mean, our uh, luckily, I think we work with some some great brands that are are try to be forward thinking on on their topics. So mm-hmm. uh, whether it's Enfamil Baby Formula, for instance, we've worked with them for a very long time. Uh, we really are sensitive to the fact that. Um, baby formula, for instance, can be a very sensitive topic. Um, there's many people who believe that babies should be breastfed. And so we we make sure that in all of our communications that we are conscious of that and that we're not um, trying to upset one group while also serving another group because there are people who need um, baby formula who potentially can't breastfeed or, or have other reasons that they need baby formula. And so we have to you know keep... I guess the social consciousness around all the different topics um, and make sure again, that we're personalizing to the audience and the greater audience as well. Um, So it's not just our customers. Obviously when we go out, we're not necessarily talking only to the people who agree with us. And so we have to be very conscious of um, the different opinions out there and make sure that we're customizing again, tailoring that, that message to the right people. You've coined a term curiosity. Tell me what curiosity is. It's a great term. Thank you. I think in every in every pitch, I joke that we're an agency, so we get to make up a word. And because um, <laughs> agencies are are great at creating things, and um, curiosity, I mean, it really came out of what I just talked about. It came out of this concept of that if we actually care more, 
we can build trust and relationships. And I think that comes from anyone who's ever been in business or if you're married or in any kind of relationship, whether it's with your family or your friends, uh, we build trust as the foundation of uh, how we build relationships. And to build trust, we actually have to care about the other person. If we go into a conversation with a friend and all we do is talk about ourselves, then we're not necessarily showing care towards them and what's actually important to them. We're just talking about ourselves. And it's the same thing really for brands. They need to actually show that they care about that end customer. And there is a genuine feeling to that. And we all know when I say care, what brands do that and potentially which brands don't. And so you'll, you know, when you hear, I think we all hear about the complaints more, maybe it's an airline, for instance, who, you know, has a very rigorous way of, of compensating people when there's a flight delay, those people are not necessarily showing care and empathy for the end customer. And then we figured out that if we need, if we have this care concept to actually understand the consumer more, we have to be really curious. And so, uh, and curiosity is just so critical in, again, everything we do, but the more curious we are, the more we learn about people, right? And so, again, if I go back to that, that relationship with our friend, we can care about them, but the more questions we ask, the more we're going to learn about them and the more we can then turn around and personalize them, something for them. So it could be a gift that we buy a friend because we know that they like something. And so that is a concept of using our curiosity to deliver care. And we put that together and called it curiosity. So, um, and and it's it's been resonating really well because we think it really goes to the root of what we're trying to do with our clients, which is build those relationships and if you do that with curiosity and if you lead with curiosity, then you're sort of employing a whole set of structures that we actually have behind that. So a way of working that allows you to actually do it well. I love that you so effortlessly use the word in, <laughs> in complete sentences. Like it's just, it's so second nature to you. That's, that's fantastic. It, it, it really does demonstrate, you know, how much this means to you. I, I honestly, I see it as the, as the, the, the cover, you know, the title of a, of a bestseller at some point. Um, we, we can talk about licensing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to helping brands with their, their, their empathy to consumers, how, how do you measure the impact of that over time for them? And, and just, you know, I, I guess probably for yourselves on, on your side. I mean, every brand wants to measure or should be measuring what they do towards sales, right? And that's uh, sort of the holy grail. And especially in digital, when we have a physical and digital world and they're converging, but you have different people owning processes, it's 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 still very difficult for brands to know that they uh, connected with an individual with empathy or not with empathy, and then actually um, measure it to the end end sale. And so we'll look at lots of different metrics, which, um, indicate to us whether we're connecting with number one, uh, people in general. So are we connecting or not? Then we'll go deeper and find out if they're the right people. So are, are these people actually consuming what we're trying to, to, to communicate? So if it's a video for a expecting mom that helps her, Pack for the hospital, for instance, we can understand and know if, if number one, our mom's 
interested in this? Are they actually watching the video? And ultimately through some sort of measurement, we will look to find out if those moms actually became NFML moms. And that's really, you know, the direction we try and go. Again, a lot of that depends on clients and clients having data available and retailers, and there's sort of lots of walled gardens in there. Um, but we're, you know, we're not getting down to the individual person's name because I know a lot of consumers are are afraid of of the tracking at that level. But we are trying to look at aggregate of if the content we're putting out there is resonating with people and if they're actually moving closer to transaction. And that's really the greatest indicator we can get. Because um, at the end of the day, we are trying to help our customers sell more product. And jumping from the physical over to the digital, you know, we've had, you know, you mentioned the BAM got started in the, sort of the early days of the web. And from there, we've gone to mobile. From mobile, we've gone to, you know, the, into the whole web 2.0 world. Now we're on supposedly the, the precipice of a whole new paradigm in technology. Yeah that I think many, many advertisers are looking to take advantage of. What are yours and, and BAM's thoughts on the metaverse and Web3? I think we're still forming thoughts as everyone is. I think it's it's there's part of it that, that's a mystery. Um, the truth is uh, brands have been playing there as, as many things uh, have innovated uh, over the years. I think uh, things exist for many, many years and then they get grouped into into greater um, definitions or or more mainstream definitions. And I think metaverse becomes that. Uh, but for instance, we've had advertising and gaming for many, many years, um, product placement in gaming and, and other digital areas for years. And so I think the mechanism for many brands to to just advertise is is very much the same. We want to understand where customers are and they want reach. And so if you're trying to reach um, a certain audience, you might want to advertise on Roblox, even though that's probably a, a youth audience. Um, and then obviously there's some of the other at a, other metaverse um, platforms out there um, where brands can either advertise. And then we're seeing certain fashion brands, for instance, create virtual stores so that people can go get their, their avatars dressed. And that's where, you know, I think the, I think the question is still out there of how much that's going to become a important um, and used um, medium, I guess, versus uh, a fad for advertisers. And I think it's going to depend again on return. So I think we're very much in the early days where brands are experimenting today without an expectation of return, but eventually they will gravitate towards wanting actual return for that. And that's, you know, we've seen that over and over with, with different platforms. And uh, I think it will be the same for, for the metaverse and for web three. And looking ahead to the next five years or so, how do you see the industry changing if at all? Well, I think, our, our dream is that it continues to get more, more accountable and more measurable. I think that's really the key. And I think that's the area we play in. Um, we play in, in things that we believe are measurable and have some ROI connected to them. And, and if I were to sit with any brand, I would say whether you're doing a giant television campaign or an out of home campaign or a very uh, micro online contest, 
that's very easy to measure. You need to think measurement. And I think that's where the industry continues to try and go. And the truth is in, in 10 or 20 years, um, we've made lots of uh, giant steps towards measurement. But we're also doing things um, not that different than we did 20 years ago, even when digital was just getting started. And I, I think that's really the challenge brands have is to carve out money to actually uh, measure that ROI. Uh, a lot of them still sort of continue to do what they've always done and it works and it sells product for them. And it's hard for them to take money away from that to do something else. And so uh, over the next five years, I think we're going to see more and more around accountability and around um, measuring so that we can actually know what's having the greatest impact for us. Great answer. Well, Lon, if somebody wanted to find out more about you and BAM, where where would they go? Easiest place is www.bamstrategy.com. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to be on today. This was a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Thanks for listening. For more content like this and to learn about Advertising Week's world-leading events for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries, visit www.advertisingweek.com. Chaptering and other structural elements for this podcast are powered by Snackable AI. With the ability to unify all content in one place, have AI distill the best insights instantaneously, and share them seamlessly, Businesses on Snackable create more relevant value for their audiences faster than ever before. Learn more at snackable.ai.